Hello, hello, hello. It is Josephine here, your performing arts business strategist, speaker and coach. Today I am getting into the end of year uh, season, which is our show and concert season um, for my performing arts studio programs. So that is a little insane at this time of year. And I guess that's what this is all about. <laughs> I'm just sharing the insanity, I suppose. Um, look, it's all organized chaos, but it's still so, so, so busy. And yeah, I just wanted to share how that's going for me. And uh, maybe you can relate and feel like you're not alone. So let's get into today's show. Hey there, I'm Josephine Lancuba and you're listening to Business Arts and All That Jazz. I've been immersed in the creative business world and performing arts industry for over 20 years. I know from experience that being an artist, a creative or running a creative business can be a tough gig, but I'm here to tell you it's possible. I went from having zero dollars to my name and living below the poverty line to then living paycheck to paycheck, to finally living a life of comfort, happiness, passion, and even stability. In this podcast, I peel back the curtain and share with you the ups and downs of my journey. Plus, I tap into the minds of creative industry experts to discover their paths to success. I know you have a spark inside of you, that little voice that tells you to reach for the stars. I want to help you step into your limelight to have the courage to live a life you dream of, a life that you design. So get ready to be entertained and inspired as we talk business, arts, and all that jazz. Welcome to today's episode of Business, Arts, and All That Jazz. I believe we're on episode 59, which is absolutely insane to think that I've started uh, this podcast about over a year ago now. And the funny thing about it was as well is when I went to start this podcast, I was so hesitant to get started because, you know, it was all the fear of the unknown and I'd never done a podcast before, even though I've, you know, I'm comfortable with speaking and chatting and, and presenting, but still it was all the technical side of things. So learning how to set up a podcast and do all the bits and things was really challenging for me. And it meant that I procrastinated for a good 18 months, actually, after coming up with the idea. Um, that's not what this episode is about, by the way, but I'm just sharing that because it's been such a beautiful journey and I want to say thank you so much uh, for being a part of it. And, you know, I look forward to many more beautiful episodes with you. Um, I've had amazing guests. Uh, last week I had uh, Deborah Laws, who's from the UK. Um, I've had some really fantastic people in the industry um, chat to me and share their pearls of wisdom. And so, you know, if this is the first time you've ever listened to my show, welcome. <laughs> Make sure you jump back and you have a listen. Uh, we've got some goodies there for you. Uh, but if you've been with me a while, well, thank you. I appreciate it. And uh, the, the best love you can share is by letting your friends know about it or by, you know, following me on this, on your podcast platform, like giving, you know, ticking the tick and, and following me, um, but also reviewing 
So if you can take a moment to review my podcast, I'd really appreciate that so that um, we can jump up in the charts and let more people know about the information that I'm sharing with, you know, our creative community, because that's what it's all about. It's about sharing, making it, making an impact and hopefully, um, you know, helping people along the way. That's the goal. Speaking of helping people along the way, uh, as you know, especially here in Australia, and I'm sure abroad in many, many countries of the world, uh, when it comes to Christmas time, so what are we, we're, you know, it, the time this drops, it's what, mid-November or something like that. Um, so only a few weeks out from Christmas, which is a little crazy if you think about it, because just two weeks ago, everything was out for Halloween in the stores. And as soon as Halloween got packed down, it was like Christmas is here. Um, I know because I bought a turkey <laughs> last week and baked one. I was like, oh my gosh, Christmas turkeys are out in the freezer section. I'm going to bake a turkey for the family. And I did. I baked turkey and veggies and it was lovely. And I thought, wow, it's like an early Christmas dinner. I don't even bake turkey for Christmas. <laughs> I was just like, oh my God, I feel like turkey. Give me the turkey. So we did that. And that was nice. Now we can wait another few weeks before any um, extravaganzas like that happen in the kitchen. It's not the norm for me, by the way, but um, I was just feeling, I was feeling it. I saw it and I'm like, yeah, I'm doing that turkey. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> so, you know, Christmas time is pretty busy, especially in studio owner land, production land, um, you know, anyone that's producing shows or content at the moment, you know, you're gearing up for that holiday season. People are looking for entertainment. They're looking for things to do. Studio owners are wrapping up their end of year showcases. Um, and it's, you know, it can be manic. It can be a lot. And I guess I just want to share how I'm feeling at the moment and how I'm doing. This is not scripted. I don't have any notes with me today. Normally I do every once in a blue moon, every few months, I, I have an episode without notes. Here is one of them. Um, but yeah, for me, I'm feeling like, okay, so I've got three productions. Um, we're doing, uh, I specialize in musical theater. So we're doing um, Into the Woods Junior with our seniors. Uh, that's happening in late November. So like literally in a couple of weeks. And I can't believe it's already here, to be honest. I mean, now I'm scrambling to, to get everything done. I've got a great checklist, by the way, but um, which I'm going to share with you. Uh, yeah, next week, I'll, I'll share that my, um, well, I'm going to say I'm sharing it. I'm hoping that's what drops, but I'm going to share my event checklist with you all. Um, so you can check that out and hopefully gain some value from what I use. But essentially, yeah, like it's, it's all organized, but it's organized chaos, you know, like it doesn't matter how organized you are. You can have all the checklists in the world. You can have the team to support you. You can have all your, you know, ducks lined up in a row, but at the end of the day, you know, it's overwhelming. Um, it can be overwhelming because it's just a lot to do. There's a lot to do. Um, just the finite details, you know, of ordering the trophies and the awards and doing the certificates and printing the programs and whatever. It's just a lot. So I've got my Into the Woods Junior production, which is our senior show next, like in the next couple of weeks, whatever. And then we've got our junior productions, um, which were which we're doing The Little Mermaid. So The Little Mermaid, we've got two casts. 
So there'll be two of those productions. So essentially we've got three different um, cast groups, three different events happening over the next few weeks um, with two show titles, The Little Mermaid and um, Into the Woods. Uh and as you can imagine with musical theatre, there's a lot going on with sound and AV and all that stuff because you've got a lot of headset microphones. So there's a lot of organisation on that end as well. You know, it's it's a bit different to a traditional dance concert where, you know, you play the music and you just you create the order of events like, okay, this number, then the jazz group, then the tap group goes, then this group. And there's a lot of coordination backstage because you have to work out costume changes and all that stuff. So that's the chaotic part of studio life. I reckon costume changes. I, I, I hate costume changes. <laughs> um, I try to minimise them as much as I can in a musical theatre setting. But for us, it's all about microphone plots, um, you know, microphone swaps, um, set changes, props tables. Like, yeah, so there's a lot of that going on. Um, and it's a lot. It's a lot. And, you know, it's beautiful because this is the time we actually celebrate the achievements of, you know, the programs that we run, the students that we, um, the students that we teach and the families that we, you know, are, that are a part of our community. But it doesn't minimize the feeling sometimes that it can be, yeah, just a little overwhelming. It's like it all condenses into one part of the year, doesn't it? And it's, it's silly because, for some reason in Australia, we do our show season near Christmas, which feels crazy to me in a way because, <laughs> because it's like the worst time of the year, isn't it, to do stuff? Like it's just so, so busy. Um, but then, you know, you get January off and I'm using inverted commas with my fingers right now as in off because, you know, you sh- you should hopefully be using January as a planning session, um, a planning month to make sure that you're starting your new year with success. I'm not saying don't take time off. Of course, I'll be taking a good couple of weeks off um, after the 22nd of December. Um, but yeah, I'll definitely be taking two to three weeks off. I think two and a bit weeks off. Um, but yeah, but then I come back and it's like January is, even though classes aren't running, that's actually the best time to plan because your mind is clear you've gotten over the big end of year show season and now you can refresh regroup and go for me too I actually do July productions as well so we do six productions a year um our July season and our November December season so you know but for some reason July doesn't just July never feels as hectic as the end of year because there's all the other stuff too plus my kids are born at the end of the year so I've got my daughter who's born on the 17th of November and my son who's in December so then I'm also hosting kids parties and all of that stuff so it does get really super crazy Uh, I guess the reason I'm sharing this with you today is because you know it's it's totally okay um, to feel (laughs) that there's a little bit of madness when it comes to show season and you're not alone. Everybody feels it. I love seeing posts in Facebook groups and, um, and other community groups, you know, where everyone's like in the done club. I love the done club. I'm all, I'm always so envious of anyone that person says, 
we're done. We're in the done club. And they like post their, you know, end of year showcase image in the group. And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm not done yet. (laughs) I'm so not done yet. Um, But I'll be done soon in a month's time. Um, And then I'll be singing Jingle Bells for you guys. Yeah, that'll be fun. (laughs) So yeah, look, all I can say is, um, interestingly enough, Uh, I'm finding actually I had three um, group coaching calls yesterday with my clients. We were doing accountability calls and that was our first time in my talent squad membership because it's a new membership that I started only a few months back. Um, That was our first 90 day accountability call um, sessions that we were doing. And they were fantastic because it's a time to reflect on the last quarter and then goal set for the next. Like what worked, what didn't, what were the challenges? Okay, how could we improve on that? All right, so what do we want to do next, you know? Um, And that was perfect because I think everybody needed that. Some people hadn't even considered what their goals were. Like, oh, yeah, okay, what do I want? Where am I going, you know? So I think that was really, really cool. Um. And what I found as well when I was asking my my coaching clients was, okay, so who who here does a 90-day plan? And nobody said that they did. And then that got me thinking, huh, I think we need to run a 90-day planning session in January for everyone. It's great to have an annual plan as well, like just an outline of where you want to head to by the end of the year and have some goal setting. But even just working in 90-day increments is phenomenal. You know, what are those top three things you want to achieve in the next 90 days, you know, and, and then go, okay, so which month are we going to have that, that focus? That one is in this month. That one can be that month. That one can be that month, you know, and then by the end of the 90 days, even if you find that you're not a hundred percent there yet, at least you would have, um, had a little bit you will, you'll be tracking towards it because you've thought about it and it's in your subconscious, you know. The reason I'm talking about this, because I know we're talking about that whole concert and show season madness, um, is because planning, having a plan calms me because I know, all right, it's crazy right now, but I've got a plan after this and it's going to be okay. Having a plan makes everything feel okay. And yeah, you just don't want to get caught in the trap of um, like being caught up in this silly season and then coming out of it going, whoa, what a whirlwind. Oh, what am I doing now? Huh? What? Where did that, where did that three months go when I was focusing on show season? Oh, shivers. I lost a quarter of the year in my business because I was so hyper-focused on this one event or this one show week that everything else went by the wayside, you know? So it's, it's really important um, not to lose sight of the big picture. And I suppose what I'm saying is concert and show season is only one part of this beautiful big picture that you've created within your studio business. It really is. It's just, it's an important part, but it's one part. Um, and it's important also not to lose sight that it can be a profitable event and not to just, you know, sink all your dollars down into creating this magical show. Like, you know, 
look, I've done it in the past. And I mean, especially through COVID, God, we did what we had to do, didn't we, to get through. But now, you know, everything's sort of back to normal and everyone's coming out again out of the woodwork. And so we can really produce these great events and bring our community back together, but still not to lose sight of, you know, what's important to you financially and making sure that you're not bottoming out on these events because we all know it can be really expensive. Theatre costs have gone up. Staff costs have gone up. Um, superannuation has gone up. Um, you know, just general cost of goods. So everything is increased and it's hard because then you're like, oh, I have to review my ticket prices and now I'm going on a different tangent here, but you get this is this is what I'm talking about. It's the madness of concert and show season, right? Um, there's so much to think about. There's so much to think about. But, you know, if you can take a minute to think about it and really plan, um, plan your event with a checklist and also create uh, even just half a day to plan for the next quarter and to think about the profitability of your event and put together a show budget to make sure that, you know, if you're giving out, little, like, for example, sometimes we spend money on things on our events and we don't consider it in the budget. That's all right. We'll just make sure everyone gets a lollipop. Everyone gets a free program. That's all right. It's just black and white on paper. Who cares? We put them on the seats. Oh, yeah, 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 that's right. I had to go buy ink for $200 and I had to buy this particular type of paper. That cost me 50 bucks. It wasn't in the budget, but that's totally okay. Oh, yeah, the lollipops. Oh, look, I wanted to get star-shaped lollipops. It did cost a couple of hundred dollars. Okay, so now we're already $500, you know. It's like all these little bibs and bobs can absolutely add up or, oh, yeah, no, we will need that tech that um, tech guy for an extra hour. Just, just book it in. Oh, wait a minute. Let's look at the budget, you know, like. So, yeah, just be mindful is what I'm saying on that end of things um, and be sure to take care of yourself too. So, you know, have a bubble bath. Oh, the next thing I really want to mention about when it comes to self-care around show season is don't do what I've done in the past and that is, and this is a long time ago now, I don't do it anymore, but allow yourself to come down off the show do not book anything the next day after the show, you know, like you're being all crazy and going, all right, now we're going to go paint the studio or I'm going for, I'm running a marathon the next day. Like, you know, give yourself a, a minute and just just um, look after yourself and remember that it takes a lot of energy to run an event and the next day keep it clear in your calendar. Don't take any bookings. Just let yourself unwind, relax, and have it and have some downtime. And that and that, you know, it might be that you want to journal some reflection notes from the event while it's fresh. Things like that are okay, but just in a relaxed environment, nothing high pressure. Don't put too much pressure on yourself, is what I'm saying. All right, well, that's it. I'm off. I have to go and coordinate more of my show season madness. <laughs> <laughs> Where am I up to actually? What am I doing right now? Um, I am coordinating the final photos for our program. So we've done most of them, but some are still left to do. And what else am I doing? Um, I'd have to check my checklist. Oh, yeah, I have to book the van. 
I must book the van to bring in our props and sets. If it does, so I, I created a rule actually around this. I used to hire these like trucks and truck drivers and it just got astronomical in cost. I mean, literally, the, it was a couple of thousand dollars for someone last time to move our stuff for a show, which was ridiculous. And I think, to be honest, they were they were taking the Mickey out of it. If I'm if I'm being real, um, they took forever. It was it was just a joke. It was an absolute joke. Um, but anyway, so that was a big sink in cash on that particular item um, service. So. Yeah, if it doesn't fit in a van, it doesn't go. So I actually drive the van. I have a props and set master who comes and helps pack the van and then I just drive it to the show filled with all the things. Maybe one day I'll have a roadie. I've been dreaming of a ro- ever since I was in a in a rock band and in a covers band when I was young. I've always dreamed of having a roadie. One day, guys. <laughs> I mean, I did go through the whole truck hire thing with drivers before and I just I just can't. I don't want to give that much money to them for what I know can happen for a couple of hundred dollars in a van. I'm, I'm tight like that, guys. <laughs> I'm tight like that. I was like, I can't do it. It's ridiculous. Like, no. But anyway, I'll, I'll let that go again one day. But at the moment, it's, it's yeah, I get support packing the van with my props and set master and then um, I just drive it on show day and it's great and my team unpacks it and repacks it. It's great. So, yeah, it's it's good. It saves me, like, so much money, like 90%. Jesus, a lot, you know. Um, yeah, I could waffle on for days about show season, but I won't. So I'm going to let you go because I'm so flat chat, as I know you are too, and I totally respect your time. Um, actually, before I go, just a little note to check the show notes because – I am opening the doors to Talent Manager Bootcamp, um, my course designed to take a studio owner to Talent Manager in eight weeks um, by providing you with the industry insights and the, you know, knowledge you need, ta- like tangible knowledge you need to create your own in-house talent management service so that you can, you know, book your students for opportunities in film, television, theatre, commercial, on stage, all that jazz. Um, so this is my flagship course, Talent Manager Bootcamp, and I'm really passionate about teaching studio owners how to leverage off the community and the talent they have in-house and really provide these professional opportunities for their students, but also to leverage off that for yourself and increase your own personal industry credibility and your revenue and your student retention. So if that sounds interesting to you, then the wait list is now open. Um, you can head to josephinelanecuba.com forward slash TMB. Or you can, yeah, just go to my show notes and click the link and jump on the wait list so that you don't miss out on the announcement because once it's open in Jan, it's open for a few days and then it closes again for several months. Um, like you, I'm busy and I have lots to do and I only take in, um, I take in small groups and, and moments, um, for my course participants, but you know, they're having a blast. We've, I'm currently with a group now that I've been mentoring over the last couple of months and it's beautiful. It's beautiful. So if you want to jump in, just head to the show notes. All right, everyone. Thanks so much. And don't forget, if you love what you hear, make sure you rate, subscribe and do all of the fun stuff and share it with your friends. All right. Have a great day. Bye. If you enjoyed listening and would like to hear more, be sure to click subscribe. If you're really feeling the love, share us with your friends. 
to work with me or to simply find out more about the magic of creativity, arts and business, head to my website, josephinelancuba.com and you can find me on socials. I also have a book that I've co-written with a bunch of amazing entrepreneurial women called The Women Changing the World. And you can grab a copy of that at josephinelancuba.com forward slash books. Thanks for listening.